up, bitches! All right, well, welcome, buddy. Yeah. Uh, when, fuck, what? Well, you were just talking about it too, man. I don't have any concept of what time or what day it is anymore. Every day is like a like a Tuesday afternoon now. Bro, I mean, you have a child, so like that's completely different. Like that's a different reason to do that. Yeah. But like, especially just doing like this stupid tour schedule of like getting into a town, getting into the hotel, then like getting to the place, and I, it's like I know what town it is, and I know like. I don't theoretically what day it's supposed to be, but like on Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like, all right, only like four more days. And then he was like, well, it's Wednesday. So like, it's less than that. It's like, oh shit, it's Wednesday. I thought it was Tuesday all day. Like, you this just, is a bonus. You just did it when you were kind of like, before we started yeah. recording, you started explaining, you're like, well, you know, for the last like nine or or 12, about 15 days, like you added a week yeah. in the middle of your sentence, man. So I, I, I get how that, it gets super confusing at times where you're just trying to everything. Well, and like back home, cause like my girlfriend's back home, like taking care of like the house or apartment, but like our dog and our cat. And it's just like one of those, like, yes, I'm gone for 18 days or whatever, but it almost feels like when I go back there, it'll just be like, all right, what have you guys been doing for the last, like, 15 minutes you know <laughs> like you come minutes. back because like it's just like a different world so like you're not really thinking about like the schedule over there or anything no you're not and i i don't i mean it's yeah fortunately this happens in my house so i can just do it on my own like and just shut the door but yeah man it's not uh it's a little wilder having him around and him i mean cameron the the new baby he's yeah. a He's super cool, you know? I mean, obviously, he just sleeps and eats and shits, which is a great life. And I feel like he's kind of taking it for granted right now because uh, eventually he's going to have to get a job. Right. But this is the time, man. It's uh, it, it's good. Well, and that's we, even, like, because people – and, I mean, I don't have any kids, but, like, people always say, like, as soon as you have one, like, that's just, like, what your world is, is, like, is. having to take care of it. And then so, like – Everything around you is just like whatever, like just it's keeping this thing alive, and I, so it's like that's exactly yeah. and like and I'm f- two weeks, not even uh, two, he'll be two weeks old tomorrow. That's a lot of hair for two weeks. Did Me he come and my out wife of both had a lot of okay. hair. Like my my mom and her mom both sent us like newborn photos, and we're like, yeah, I mean, this is what you guys look like. So we kind of knew he was gonna have a lot of hair. Nice. That is literally the only thing I was prepared for for that process. Okay, I mean, watching. <laughs> It was one of the, you know, and I wasn't trying to be like an asshole where they're like, do you want to help deliver the baby? I'm like, no, you yeah. asshole. Like, I'm a, no. Was it all natural and everything? Yeah. Or, okay. Well, no, oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> no, that was one thing I didn't even have to ask her. I was like, epidural? She's like, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I assume epidural, yeah. but like, uh, like I was a C-section baby and like. Oh, yeah, no, no. Okay. Thank God it, was, it wasn't that, that recovery and yeah, everything yeah. is a lot harder, but it really worked out for us. Like, ours was, uh, like, we had a doctor, like, a checkup, like, Friday morning, two mm-hmm. Fridays ago, and the doctor during the checkup was like, you can probably just go to the hospital. I was like, one, I was like, I'm not ready. Yeah. I can't do that. So, what else you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, like, but then in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, because, like, you know, the contractions, they were like, you've been having contractions all morning. And my wife's like, I didn't know that. Because you just, it's, some, it's just so subtle. It's those Braxton yeah. Hicks and... It took the guesswork out of it, so we were able to just go. 
I mean, we were, she was in a hospital bed at 11 a.m., and by one twenty three on the next day, he was here. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it was pretty smooth because you hear they were like, this can take 72 hours, right. and this, and you're already tired. And I was just looking at my wife like, what a complete badass. <laughs> like, yeah. She's always just like a soft-spoken kind of go with the flow. I've never never thought of her as like a, a brute fight. I'll tell you what, man, I was just I, I was losing my mind. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop. I was like, I'm exhausted. How are you doing this? Yeah. And then they kept asking me questions. I'm like, why do you think I'm equipped to handle that right now? Right. And then he came and then, yeah, your life, it just, it changes. But like in a way, not like in a bad way, just in a way where you're, it's just, it's like people that have dogs and they can't stay overnight. Yeah. It's like that times like a thousand, obviously. But I mean, it's just everything. Like we're trying to do something tomorrow and we're like, we want to go. It all depends on what Friday night and yeah. Saturday morning yeah. is like, and then we'll see. So hopefully we'll see. I can't do it. It's, I mean, at some point maybe, but it's like even, it's not like the emotional part of it and like having that like existential dread of all times, like just like in a capsule of a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like just that, like, I don't know. I like to do my stupid comedy bullshit and like the last, and I know that I would like become obsessed with like being a good parent. And I mean, I've seen it happen, but it's very hard to do comedy and have a kid at the same time. Oh, yeah. And I know like if I like dropped everything, like it wouldn't be like a year, like I'd have to get a real job and get like health insurance and shit. And then like, then you're just like, all right, for like a year or two, that's great. Like you're invested in this thing. But at some point, like that would creep back in. And like, that's the last thing I want is to like resent a child for like me not pulling out legit, you know that's a legit yeah. reason though like it really is like i mean people ask us stuff like that and they're like people are like you're gonna keep doing the podcast i'm like well yeah yeah the podcast is at my house it's in your I basement schedule of course i took a break yeah but and as soon as she was like hey you know what i feel pretty good let's do it you know yeah. it's it's fine and as long as i'm helping out it's fine but i mean it, for you it's different you yeah know, you're you have to in order for you to kind of thrive in in, in comedy you, you got to get out there you got to do those shows and oh yeah Jokingly, unfortunately, there's just not a whole lot of noon, you know, yeah, 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 Masonic for Temple, sure. Yeah, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's like, I'm not hanging out. Yeah, there's no, it's one of those like the statement of like you work 24 7 just so you don't have to work a nine to five, like kind of deal. Like, yeah, everybody, I did one Sunday at 5 p.m. comedy show, like the sun was out, everything, and it was yeah. like a fun show, and I was just a guest spot. And then you like get out and you're like, oh, I still have like the rest of the night to like do shit. Like this rules. Like that's the good part of I it. I have, and I've seen comedy shows yeah. in the daytime. It hits different mm -hmm. because the people that aren't there for comedy um, are there. Yeah. And it's funny. I think the first one I ever saw was down the street, and it was a. Uh, um, <laughs> Who was? Oh, it was uh, David Morales. He okay. was there. He was the first time I ever saw David Morales. And uh, he was there with a and, and Marty Malloy, who I, I fell in yes. love with the second I saw him. And uh, I did a show. I did two shows with with both of them actually. Two like live mm -hmm. live shows that I just kind of put on. And it was, but it was the first time I ever saw them. When I met them, I was like, "Fuck, I do remember you guys. I saw you at this brunch doing comedy. It was incredibly funny and so awkward. Yes, because they were just doing it basically in the middle of like a brunch. Yeah, those brunch it, shows are it wild. Wasn't it? It wasn't a stage. They mm -hmm. just moved two tables. Like, do your comedy there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that is just. That is, that's just like bulletproof thinking of, because I wouldn't be able to, if they're like, go up there and be funny, I'm like, no one's expecting me to do this. Right. 
Like, no one paid to... They're just like, we're just going to do comedy in the middle of this. Here's my dick joke. I hope your kid and his omelet enjoy this. Right. And those are... Like, that's when it's sketchy is when, like, people don't expect it. But, like, a lot of the times, like, I'll be, like, back in town for, like, the Rubber City Comedy Fest. Yeah. And, like, they'll have, like, a one thirty showcase. And it's, like, a beautiful day the middle of the afternoon. And, like, my girlfriend's dad is there watching me. And there's, like, four other people in the crowd. And then, like comedians and you're just like what like are we're supposed to take this seriously right now i just don't have it in me like i'll dick around and like try to be funny but it's like you're not getting a real show like it's the well, sun's out go yeah. to a little league game or something <laughs> like what are you why are you here there's kids eating orange slices in yeah. front because the soccer game went well yeah it's halftime like i don't yeah i don't uh that's for a lot of reasons i could never like do comedy it's yeah. just it's too I've seen too much in terms of, uh, like, just going down the street to LVT when mm-hmm. Brian would do that open mic. I mean, I saw all facets of comedy. I mm-hmm. saw someone go in there and just murder for, like, ten minutes. And air quotes comedy as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. And someone just be so unbelievably funny, everything they said. And then I saw someone else go up there for what seemed like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. but it was only, like, four minutes, mm-hmm. and just practice silence. It was... And I, I felt, so I'm like, that's why I can't do that. That had to be one time and I'd fall apart. And it's, yeah, so it's one of those, it's always very funny when, like, you get into, like, a town or something and people be like, good luck performing. It's like, that's the easy part. Like, getting up, like, yes, I still get, like, nervous beforehand and, like, worry about how it's going to go. But, like, that's what, like, that's the fun part. Like, traveling, sitting around, waiting for shit, like, finding what you're going to do for the rest of the day and still, like feel productive and not like waste an entire day like that's the hard part yeah like going up there and talking shit for like five minutes to 45 minutes or whatever like that's fun like that you're getting paid for like words it rules what's the longest you've ever done longest i've ever done probably 45 really yeah i mean it's not like um and i try to the way that i do it and it's maybe like a guarded way and like why i'm not like further and there's plenty of other reasons i'm not going to say that that's the one reason but like i make sure that i try to set myself up for like a good show so like i'm getting booked to like headline stuff now in like northern wisconsin and those are like 30 to 40 minute sets wow so like i know that like i can like i've got if you told me, like, club level, perfect, like, not perfect, but, like, down to a T, it's probably somewhere around, like, 25, 30. Um, so, like, I would say that I'm, like, feature level-ish in a club, but, like, at a bar or, like, in some, like, event space. Like, there's there's room in there to, like, add another 10 or whatever or, like, do things that aren't great. Like, if I had to put all my material together, sure, there's probably, like, an hour, hour 15, but a half hour of it, 40 minutes of it's going to be complete shit. So it's not even complete shit, but like it might work. And like, I like to set myself up for like, no matter what, like they're going to at least get a good show. So it's not like, I don't try to like stretch it too much or like you see a lot of dudes who will just be like, I'm not getting any longer sets. And it's like, okay, well do you have the material to fill those? Or like you have to like bridge it and you have to like push yourself a little bit, but it's like, I would like to know I at least have, like, two good 15-minute chunks before I do, like, a 30 minutes or yeah. something like that, you know? How long you been – when was your first uh, – your show? Like, how long you been doing it? December 23rd – yeah, December 23rd, 2014. Oh, so it's been about Merry eight Christmas and a half to years. you, huh? Yeah. It was like <laughs> – <laughs> so it's uh, – 
Yeah, it was at Michelle's in Kent, which doesn't exist anymore. I do know that place, though. Yes. Uh, I'm from Akron. That's okay. Okay, so I spent a decent amount of time in Kent fucking around. Yeah, so I sold cars at Don Joseph Toyota, right, like, two doors down. And, like, I had always liked comedy stuff, but I was, like... I was engaged to a girl who was, like, super negative about it. Like, family members were, like, absolutely not. Like, that's a stupid thing to chase. Um, so then, like, that uh, that engagement fell apart, and I was, like, working part-time at a Planet Fitness. And then I started selling cars again. And I, like, started watching open mics and, and hanging out. And then I was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. We'll give it a try. And it was, like, literally, like, that first set. Like, what everybody kind of says or, like like the mythos of like them doing comedy and like art or whatever but like you show up everybody's like an it's the island like the island of misfit toys like you're like oh there's other like people who are on this wavelength and like you kind of get rewarded for it a little bit um and then you're just like all right let's see what these ideas do and after that first set you're just like hooked and it's there's nothing like it i don't doubt it you know I, i can't I can't really obviously think of anything that I've done that kind of compares to it. Like, I played in bands for years when I was younger. I've done live podcasts before, but it's not it's not the same. Because even when I do a live podcast, it's like this. I don't really plan anything. Yeah. And I can just kind of fuck around with guests and mm-hmm. people in the crowd. But And that's the thing I always talk to Brian about, too. To plan something in advance to yeah. be funny is just not a, something that I have. I can think of something that's funny at the time. Yeah. But no, not not that I can plan something for people that I don't know three weeks down the road to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't, pivoting away to another bit, anything like that's always been so just kind of I think that's why a lot of people get enamored with comics and comics because it's it looks so, like so much fun. Yes. And everyone thinks they can do. I've had so many people ask me that. Like, yeah. Like I can do this. No, you can't. I that's my favorite can't. thing to do anytime I'm like hosting a mic that I know doesn't matter or like a show somewhere and like you always have like that one guy who thinks he can do it and it's like all right come on up I will give you five minutes of my time come on up here and just like watch them stand there and then like start to like tell the story that their friends are gonna laugh at maybe and then it get nothing just one time Nick like we don't know Nick move on right but like instantly they regret it and it's my favorite like because you're just yeah And it's never, like, literally never, ever has, and I've done it, like, a handful of times, not, like, a bunch of times, but, like, because it's a bad idea. But, like, if at one time, like, it's never just, like, worked out well for them. And it's so funny instantly. And I'll just be like, all right, now you can go sit down and shut the fuck up and let me do this. Like, it's not well, as easy as it looks. I mean, I mentioned, like, that open mic I went to when I saw somebody just kind of eat shit for, like, six minutes. Yeah. And it may have been shorter, may have been longer. I don't know. It was uncomfortable for mm-hmm. everyone in the crowd. And I'm like, now turn everything around imagine you're the one up there yeah. not getting the laugh they thought about that minutes. shit all day yes like that's the be- <laughs> like that's the like that's that's horrible that's man. why it's so fun like cuz it's i mean at a certain point like you're playing with fire like if you oh, and yeah. like it's your thoughts you thought like you literally came up with it like it was a thought in your brain and you thought it was important enough to say into a microphone in front of zero to ten or however many people are there and then nobody likes it under the premise of oh, these yeah. people came to see a comedy show yeah. well i mean an and open mic not really but yeah, yeah like a oh, real yeah. show <laughs> but like a real show like bombing at a real show it's the worst but then you're just like well <laughs> i guess we like it almost makes you tighten it up a little bit sure so it's like one of those cool things like at the beginning of this tour like 
it was a seven o'clock. The sun was out. Like the sun was setting behind us. So you couldn't even really see us on stage with looking at it and just like got laughs from like two people who were paying attention and you're just like up there for 20 minutes and you're like, this sucks. Like this is the oh. worst way to start a tour. And then it's like, all right, at least we got like the first bomb out of the way with <laughs> like, I saw, I think the first, oh man, the first show I ever did like live show, it was like seven comics it was just one that I was just like a guiltless kind of sponsoring. And there were great people. Like Brian did it. John Armstrong was on it. Uh, Marty Malloy was on it. And uh, I'm blanking on this guy's name, but he he did the first set. Mm-hmm. And it started, and it was fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it wasn't because he wasn't. I thought he was funny. It's one I, I saw a clip of him. I was like, yeah, that guy's great. Yeah. And he got added on. And he, uh, to his credit, he just stuck. He just stuck it out. Yeah. He just stuck it out. He went into the crowd. He messed with everybody. He kept going. But, I mean, it was so – it's just so uncomfortable. It's so yeah. – I just can't imagine what the reverse of that. I mean, we've all been in a group of, like, your friends, and you make a joke and no one laughs. You're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean – Like, you just killed the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just looks at you like, would you fucking shut up, yep. please? Oh, my – I just – It's like that, I'll but never then you have to, that. like – especially, like, if you're at, like, a club show or something where you have to be there, like, the whole weekend and, like – Let's say it's like a Thursday show and you go up there and eat shit. And then it's just like, well, this is the first time they've seen me. So like hopefully the next four shows go well because <laughs> like now they're like instantly regretting it. And then it's just like whatever. Completely. But like the worst part is like so he like started bad. Like I've seen ones where like I'm not going to say his name because he like does it locally. But like some like he's just been bad forever and like still sticks to it and like still does it and is like trying to get booked on stuff which like god bless him but like he's just bad bad and he was like crushing it It was a 10 minute set he was crushing for the first four minutes until people realized that wasn't like a character (laughs) that was just like him him. (laughs) and then just like the rest of the set was just like ass and it was just like one of those like he, at some point, he had to have caught on that, like, oh, they, like, thought that this yeah. was a thing. And, like, that's got to be worse. Like, because I've, like, sucked, like, for, like, the first half of a set. And you're just like, all right, we're going to hunker down, go into the bag of tricks, whatever, tell some, like, stupid dick joke, get these animals back on board, and then we go back into it. Like, it does that. But, like, when you're just, like, crushing and all of a sudden it, like, disappears, it's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, it's, it's. I did see. I, well, I saw a lot of it. One really stuck out because it involved Brian. But I so, so I looked up. Oh, by the way, there's another Ray Roberts out there that uh, uh, he's going to give you some competition. Just an FYI. That does comedy. No. Oh. <laughs> That's how I knew right away it wasn't him. It wasn't you. One, it looks nothing like you, and you are not a Filipino British filmmaker that I'm aware of. Uh, I think I know of this dude. Yeah. Because so in the first, college- the, the first thing I did, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go to YouTube see if I could see some sets. Fortunately, you had plenty on your Instagram, so I went yeah. there. But I was just like, I don't. I don't think that's him. When I was in college, my first, yeah, yeah, I know of this dude. So when I was in college, my first uh, Twitter handle was like the Ray Roberts. Cause like, that was the thing to do. Yeah. It's like to get the, the or whatever. And uh, some dude was like hitting up my like DMS and like tweeting at me all the time. Like, Hey, uh, give it up for like this guy who's like actually more famous. And I was like, I mean, you can pay me for it. Like if you want. And it was like, a, it was like some British dude who was like a YouTuber and yeah. like doing all this stuff. And like from like time to time, it'll like pop back in. And it was just cause I still own the Ray route. I don't use it, but like I have it like just attached to some like shitty email. So it's very funny. There's also uh Ray Roberts Lake in Texas 
um, named after like some senator or like something like that. So <laughs> I have Googled myself. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was the first because I've gotten in the habit of doing that more because of like the social mm-hmm. media and things. It's a lot easier, I think, to not to just um, see like your, your sets and listen to mm-hmm. your sets, but to actually see you on stage. But yeah, obviously you can do that more. But for some reason, I still go to YouTube. It's just a, a yeah. reflex. And uh, yeah, that's the first one I found because that's what I've been doing for a lot of. That's what I do for musicians, and that's what I do for musicians and comics. Anyone that that's performing like that, usually like the two days before, I just kind of just mm-hmm. absorb their stuff. And unfortunately, the thing that stuck out to me was when Brian was introducing you. I don't know when, but because it, it was a running joke with Brian when 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 he was on, was uh, he introduced you? He's like the first, the only pure white person yeah, on yeah, this yeah. panel. Yeah. Because it's always been funny to me because Bronze was like Puerto Rican. And yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> no, you're not. So, yeah, it was at a secret <laughs> society show, uh, like in February or some shit. And, like, it was him, Jeremy Demery. Native American. Uh, right. So, like, that was – and, like, so we were just, like, dicking around in the back because, like, Brian was, like, hosting or Jeremy was hosting one of the two. And, like, they just, like, have it in their set. And, like, everybody's crushing to that point. And I'm, like, third on – it was, like, those two, me – I think Ulysse Dickerson and then Chris Allen, who was like in town from DC, who's a great, he's a very funny, great dude. Um, But it was like, they were like doing their, I look white, but I'm this. And like, it's crushing. And so I'm like dicking around in the back with like David Horning. And I was like, well, if they think they're funny, wait till they see like a real white man, (laughs) just like dicking around. And then uh, fucking Brian like overheard it or something. And he's like, all right, the first white person. (laughs) Like, like, so like, I just like came up and I was like, and so I like leaned hard into it. And it was just so funny because like it was one of those like, all right, this is this could either go terribly or like really well because like he teed it up and I was just like, yeah, man, I'm white. (laughs) Let's let's do it. And it's and like it's a fun thing. And it's one of my favorite things about um, like diversifying comedy shows now, like so many like white dudes are like, oh, I can't get booked because I'm a white. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like you're just be funnier and you'll get on these lineups. It's still mainly white dudes that I see. Very prominently. Yeah. But like, and it's one of those things where like, I love being the only white dude on a show just because it's like instantly, it's just like, all right, yeah, man. Like I, we were in Baltimore uh, last weekend and I was like the first straight white dude on this show. Cause it was like a very like inclusive show. Like the, the guy who runs it is gay. And like, so he wants to make sure that it looks like a representation of like the city and stuff. So like, I was the first one, and I was like, hey, shout out Diversity. I'm the first straight white guy on this show. And just, like, the crowd lost it because, like, one, they, like, know that it's just, like, a weird thing for people, but it's also just, like, a fun, like, little thing to, like, pick on comedy, too, of, like, yeah, like, straight white dudes have been running this shit forever. And, like, now so many people make a big fucking deal about it, so then it's just like, all right, I'm the first one. Let's see what I can do. Like, let me rep my crew here real quick. Just to bring it back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're still here. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> we're still welcome. Well, and that's like, I have like a stupid bit about how like, uh, like commercials don't know how to like sell people like me things yet. Cause like I'm still a white man, but like it's 2023. So I'm allowed to have like feelings and wear skinny jeans and shit. But like I can still run the world because I'm like a white man. So like, it's like that perfect time where I'm still in charge, but yeah. can have like, but you can dip your feet. You can yeah. dip your feet in the sensitive. Pool. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's perfect. And like, <laughs> in a, like at first it'll like people will just be like, Oh yeah, shit. And it's just like, yeah, man, I live here too. Like, yeah. it's not like, I understand the paradigm. The, the, the commercial ones, especially in the last couple, what, 
five weeks, four yeah. weeks now. I don't know when the Bud Light thing finally exploded. Oh, yeah. But that, that's been a uh, – it's been so f- – I mean, I, I, I struggle to say funny. It is funny to it's me. It's very funny. It's incredibly funny, but I know that it's still sensitive to people. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing that it's – like for me, the reason I even came across it was an article that had Kid Rock in it. I'm like, mm-hmm. the fuck? Who's writing articles about Kid Rock now? Yeah. Is it 2001 again? <laughs> but it was something about a Kid Rock uh, band's – or, or, or no longer supports Bud Light on tour because of Trent. This I didn't know who any of these people were until yeah. the Kid Rock article, and then I dove into it and found out who Dylan Mulvaney yeah. was. Found out about the Bud Light thing, and still didn't fully grasp what the problem was. And uh, and now and now Miller Light somehow just got into some problem for some for something that they did two months ago. Someone dug up a yeah. an old. A, a two-month-old commercial that was kind of like a, a, a joke. It was a, what's her name? Alana uh, from uh, Broad City yeah. doing um, something on Miller Lite, which I thought was kind of a joke because it was Women's Month and they yeah, were talking yeah. about shit like that. And, you know, the, the the old commercials of the 80s where it was just chicks, you know, dancing and, you know, mud right. and dudes are just drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. It was a joke. Well, but now that was my thing about Bud Light is I feel like they need to double down of like hardcore, like lean into it. Because do you remember those real men of genius commercials? Yeah, they were so funny. They were so funny, but like super misogynistic and cri- like I was like instantly, I was like double down on it. Yeah. Have like a gay men of genius or like a trans men of genius. Yes, just like I- lean back into it. Like just like. And it's so funny because it gives them so much free advertising because we're still talking about it. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, they run the one ad, they pay X amount of dollars for it, but now they're like in the zeitgeist and now drinking Bud Light is like a social issue. So, like, all right, I can just be supporting people by drinking Bud Light. It was a. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. They yeah. went the exact opposite way. They released. I remember because I, me and my buddy Ken Schneck and uh, this uh, 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 my friend, well, new friend Rebecca, who came out to talk about it. But she, she works social worker mm-hmm. and uh, uh, therapist with with transgender and kind of like yeah. that. They both have a lot of experience in that and understanding kind of what that process was. And uh, we were talking about that, but it was. Um, it was just baffling to kind of leave because then we've been talking about it ever since. Yeah. So whenever Budweiser or Bud Light releases another commercial, we just send them to each other. Yeah. The first one they released was, I mean, it was it was basically them saying sorry without saying we're sorry. We're just like the one amazing thing about it's just fucking horses and trucks, yeah. sunsets and a cowboy for no reason. Hell yeah. And that that's and it was sixty seconds. Just like Amer- they they might as well just said America for like sixty yeah, straight yeah, seconds. Yeah. And they just keep now they're they're doubling down on they're going they're doubling down the other way like our bad remember we used to do shit like this yeah that's and which is annoying because it's like I don't know it's one of those because you don't want to give them credit for coming up with an ad because they're just like trying to break into that market like that's all it is they're trying to sell beer at the end of the day and they don't give Zero a fuck wrong with that too right they there's don't nothing wrong with trying to expand your base and like but there's like. And it's like the same thing like when you see the NFL where they're just like, this is the women's line. And like it'd be and you're just like, all right, cool. Like you like people, they know like the NFL knows that I'm going to watch the NFL no matter what. So now they're just like, all right, how are we going to get more people and expand? And that's what they're doing. And instead of just being like, hey, we're just trying to sell more beer. Now they're like we're and it's like Nike doing the same thing, like when they just like when they oh do, that's right because they yeah she Dylan Mulvaney was also uh, uh, a partner with Nike as well so and it's just like yeah. or what like whatever they do and it's just like and then you just it's just getting into the news cycle it's like the same 
it's just clickbait, but on like a higher yeah. level. Like that's all it is, is to keep them in the discussion. Yeah, I think after their last commercial, they're basically stuck now because they can't disavow the Dylan Mulvaney thing mm-hmm. because now they have a boycott on the other side. Mm-hmm. And they're just, all they should have said, well, granted, two things. I think you're right. All they should have said was, look, we're just trying to expand our base. Yeah. There's young people. We want them to drink it too. It's This has been around for, I don't know, a couple hundred years. So we're just trying to expand our base. Yeah. There are younger people here. We haven't disowned, and this is where I think they went bad. The, the the person that actually, I don't know if you saw this part, but the person that was in charge of the marketing for that campaign did an interview, and it was a bad interview. Great. Because she shit on basically the entire Bud Light clientele. Yeah. And was just like, you know, our brand, it's all fratty, it's lowbrow humor. Everyone's like, fuck you, man. I We're mean, the it ones is. keeping the It is, like, of course. Like, <laughs> it very much is. We know that, but right. don't say it. <laughs> well, that was a, so, like, that was my initial, like, first, like, terrible take yeah. of, like, all right, Bud Light heard, like, everybody calling it gay for so many years. And they're like, oh, we'll show you some shit. Like, I thought, like, and that was, like, my first original take, it, like, <laughs> like, on it. And I was like, there's no real good way to, like, put that out there and make it yeah. like actually funny but like if you look at it it's just like it was almost obviously they were picking like some because uh dylan mulvaney isn't it like they like uh transitioned on like tiktok and like it was like a big story yeah her it was like a year i think her her transition was one year because she very i think she only transitioned like a little over a year ago. yeah and it was yeah i think it was a story on tiktok of her transitioning throughout the entire year so it's like a cool story and like yes they're kind of attaching to it and yes they're like but like you're picking us an internet celebrity to try to pick up tiktok teens or like 20 year olds like that's what they're doing like that's all it is like they've done just they're using tiktok as opposed to right sports figures or actors or something like that. but you're gonna drink like everybody who's pissed about it is gonna drink um like drink bud light in september when the like the cans have the fucking browns on it like yeah they're gonna forget they're gonna forget college kids aren't gonna start uh, stop drinking they're like you know why because it's cheap yeah that's why we we, you're gonna go to bush light really come on I mean, also, it's all the other, <laughs> the other thing is good luck. It's it's. I know that they have. I believe taken a hit. It's so hard to tell. Some people say they've taken it financially. Some say they haven't. I don't know. I don't really care. But it's also very hard to boycott. You don't know exactly how many beers fall under that umbrella. Right. When someone's like, "I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore. I'm drinking Corona." Nope. You're they own them. still there. Like, fine. I'll just drink Blue Moon. Still there. Like they own a lot. <laughs> and I understand, like societally, that's kind of like how it's supposed to work. Of like, you vote with your dollar, sure. or like you show what you support. But like, when did we start picking corporations that we support? Like, instead, like to me, like trans people are people. Um, because I'm an ally. I'm one of the good ones. But like, they're actual people. A corporation's not people. Like, we should just be like, who gives a fuck what like this multi-billion-dollar corporation is doing? with their stupid ad money like yeah it's it's just a snake eating its own tail like literally that's what they're making an ad to sell more beer to make more ads to sell more like it's just the whole thing and they're gonna keep trying like these little different things we're gonna forget about it in a week and a half and then like that was why i hated that interview the interview gave everyone an out yeah the interview that that vp of marketing did gave everyone if that interview had never come to light and she'd never done that 
then everyone has to be like, I'm not drinking Bud Light because they have a transgender person. Uh, that interview gave, like, when I was listening to a lot of, like, the the discussions online, YouTube, whatever, they would couple those together. And I'm like, yeah. see, they should. Yeah, I didn't like that only because it gave everyone who's truly not drinking Bud Light because of transgender people, it gave them an out. Well, now they're going to sell more beer again. Like, yeah. it's the, it was the, the Yeti cooler thing when, like, Yeti oh, came yeah, out. Like, it was the yeah. same thing. It's like all these fucking morons were blowing up their Yeti cooler. And then it's just like, well, it's the best fucking cooler out there. So like I gotta go get another yeah, Yeti we'll cooler. Find something else like in a the, it was weeks. yeah, they just bought a new one. Like yeah. the, like that was the old one that they blew up. Like it's not. Like, <laughs> you just cost yourself money. Yeah. Actually, you're making them more money. Yeah, Kid Rock had back. like some expired Bud Light in his fucking basement that they sent him, and he's like, I'll shoot this up. I got another pallet coming soon. Like <laughs> I know it's so goofy. And man. it's just everybody just trying to make money off of it. Like it's not even. And that's why it's so stupid when like normal people talk about it is because one, it has nothing to do with you. Like literally. What the fuck? Who gives a shit? Who's selling or drinking Bud Light? Like, if you like it, drink it, whatever. And it's also, like, it's just millionaires and billionaires trying to get more attention and get more clicks and get, like, idiots to be like, fuck yeah, Bud Light, you support trans people because they make you more money. Or fuck yeah, Kid Rock, you make more money because now you're going to go start drinking Bush. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. And it's just, like, the, and it's whatever. Like, societally, like, a big, like, if we want to take it to like they're just controlling the masses by keeping them busy with like dumb shit like nobody really cares it's a it's also a tough it's a tough thing to boycott based on if you want to call it morality which yeah is, it's i mean we could walk into anyone's house mm -hmm. in let's just pick Cleveland. we can walk into anyone's house in cleveland we can walk through we can point to 30 or 40 different products that are owned by a corporation and we can like google Samsung controversy. You're gonna find some shit like are you the fucking lithium batteries that are killing that people. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you don't. It's it's a road that's very hard to kind of be yeah. consistent on. <laughs> and it's even like and you don't want to be like that. Everybody really gets along with because like there are things that are important. It's important to like put trans people out there because like if you watch a movie from like 2002, it's wild that it's just like all white people. It's yeah. so and it's almost like comical because people will be like representation matters and you're like ah fuck representation. Like you just like have that like stupid frat bro thing yeah. and then you go watch a movie from 20 years ago and you're like. Oh, like there, like there were no people of color in these. Like they were right, and it's like it, people just don't have that. Like, hey, how about we give it a fucking second and yeah. then react to it? Like, yeah, 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 instead of like let's think it. And that's why I love. That's the one thing I miss about like drinking is like sitting at a bar and having those arguments until like two, three in the morning, and then you're just like, all right, everybody, let's have a shot. Let's go smoke a cigarette. Now we go home and let's do it again next week. Like yeah. we're all going to be buddies still. Nobody really actually cares, but like you can just argue it out, fix the world and then go home and then come back and do it again. Fix the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, we got a lot done today. Yeah. I really think we changed some minds. We fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody's fine. Like, yeah. Nobody's really going to change their mind. Hopefully Everybody someone gets... wrote this down because I don't should... I forgot the argument already. Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody even gave a shit. Like you come back in there and like, oh, are you still mad? Like mad about what? Like, <laughs> like we were, we were talking. Like I'm just arguing with you for sport. We did. Uh, um, we I've done a couple of things. It's just like a guiltless and chill where we watch a movie and joke around. Mm -hmm. and we did Top Gun. Yeah, and it was so funny because my wife had never seen the original Top Gun. It was right when Maverick came yeah. out, and she's like, "I heard that movie's awesome. I want to watch it, but I've never seen the original." I was like, "We'll watch the original." And the amount of times I had to stop that movie for her to be like, "What the fuck is happening?" I'm like, yeah. "It was 1986, yeah. man. This is normal." Mm -hmm. Like, because the same thing. Like when we started doing that, it was me and uh, uh, Laura Wimbells from uh, 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 Midnight Rental and Mike Went, 
who's uh, with the, the Cleveland Film Festival. Okay. We were both watching it, joking around, all of it, a really good time. And uh, I came to a realization during the movie, I'm like, holy shit, there's only one woman with a speaking part in this entire movie. One woman, <laughs> and then there's the one black dude. Yeah. And he doesn't... Merlin. Like, <laughs> yeah. I made it a point to remember his name, yeah. I was like, I feel really bad, he's the only one. And it's just like, okay, yeah, that's that was like, fine, like, whatever, yeah. just keep it moving. Because what else? is that called, the Buck- Bechtel test or whatever? Bechdel test, it's like a thing that um, I found recently, uh, and it's like been around forever, so I'm just ignorant in just finding it, but it's, the test is it has to have two independent women uh, characters talking to each other about something other than a man. No. To like pass it, and it's just like... definitely not in that movie. (laughs) Right, and so like you look at the list of it, and it's like a long list because there's a billion movies, but it's just like... Oh yeah, you don't even really think about like how often or like how little it is, and like so many, like people of color, women, whatever, like are just there to like move the story along instead of have like an original like story arc of some sort. It yeah, it's wild when you start because I I love eighties movies, I love eighties yeah. horror movies, I love eighties comedy, I love eighties action. They're all hilarious. They're just fucking great. But then yeah, you, you go back and look at some of those, and it's wild. And then you look at something that. You know, go all the way back to, to Alien, Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver. You're just like, I, I, at the time, I didn't really care because I was like, it's just such a good movie. But then you yeah. look at it, and you're like, wow, that movie was super ahead of its time because yeah. that's a female lead mm-hmm. in an action, horror, sci-fi mm-hmm. movie, and it's really good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's w- funny watching those. Like, I watched, like, Stallone, Stallone, like, action movies, like Cobra. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's so fucking funny because these are just things in the 80s that you're yeah. just like, that just happen. Like he goes into a hostage, you know, scenario with 30 hostages in a grocery store and he won't take his sunglasses off. Well, right. That's an 80s thing. And like not not to like fix Hollywood, but like that's kind of just like, okay, now that you have like a more diverse writing room or you have more diverse people in power of like wanting to see that, like, yeah, that's, you get an actual, it's, I don't, and it's so funny when people get pissed about it. It's like. Go to, I mean, I live in Wisconsin now, so like it'll be. I tried to have a joke of like me being the most diverse person at our company (laughs) because like I worked in a corporation and Southeast Wisconsin in the suburbs, they had like they made a big deal about like Black History Month, and I was like, there's like a thousand of us working in this building and I know two black people who work here. Like how about we do like spend less marketing on black history month and maybe like hiring black people. Like that would be cool. Like, so it was just like a, it's like a weird, like just for like show thing, but also like, but in your life, like the world's more diverse than like movies are. And it's like, you don't want to be like, they've been whitewashing it forever, but that's who the people who were like making things thought was going to come see their thing and they want to yeah. like make sure. And then you realize that you, and it's like kind of circling back around, you realize you can make more money by like having more different people in your films. And then they're just like, oh yeah, shit, we can do that now. Yeah. And you know, it's even in the absolute flip side of that mm-hmm. is we still alter movies to send them to China. Yeah. Like we do. Oh we, yeah, yeah. We alter who, uh, I forgot his name. John Borrega from uh, the, the the new Star Wars movies yeah. that came out the last like ten years or so. His I, I believe his role was dramatically cut from those Star Wars movies before yeah. they sent it internationally because other countries are like 
Nah, we still like seeing just your white people. Well, and even like just sending it to China. Like that's why general, like yeah. yeah, like you uh the fucking Top Gun Maverick. The person oh. that the, like they don't ever say what like they don't say what country it is. They don't say who they're attacking because they want it to be ambiguous so they can play it in as many countries as possible. Yeah, I, I also heard another one where where Tom Cruise's bomber jacket actually had I believe it was the Taiwanese flag in the original, and then it was taken off oh. in this new one because things have changed. Yeah, and he can't have that supporter. Or the, the the something about the conflict. I want to yeah. say it was the flag of Taiwan. I'm almost okay. certain. But yeah, like little things like that mm-hmm. that can't go over there or yeah. can't because it's such a huge market. Well, that's why you LeBron s- James won't talk shit about China is because it's such a big market. I just watched an interview on Trigonometry, which is a a, a new podcast with Ennis Cantor, who essentially yeah. got run out of the NBA because mm-hmm. of that. Uh, you know who he is? Yeah. He okay. was, like what didn't he change his name to like and like Cantor Freedom or something. Yeah, Freedom like that. Peace or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And he's a uh, so he's a for anyone who doesn't know, he played on the the Celtics and Knicks. He good power forward, uh, you know, kind of a, a journeyman, but he had a, a pretty solid career and he played a lot. But he was a uh, he's a, 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 a devout Muslim mm-hmm. and he found out the, the, the story. I encourage you to watch because I don't want to take his story away. So I'll, essentially, he started speaking out about some of the things going on in China, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the uh, the uh, incarceration or internment camps for the Uyghurs, mm-hmm. which are Chinese Muslims in China. It was somewhere mm-hmm. in the neighborhood of uh, they're speculating around two million. Yeah, I, they, they don't know exactly how many, but he got wind of this and he started kind of like writing on his shoes, like mm-hmm. things like Free Tibet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was made with slave labor for Nike, and he essentially got, um, basically run out of the mm-hmm. NBA. They're like, you're not good enough where we need you. Wasn't he from Turkey as well? Like I, I think like the Turkish government yeah. was yeah. coming after him too. He told a wild story yeah. on this, where essentially the first time that he wore the Free Tibet shoes. It was uh, when he was, I believe he was playing with Boston, and it was a Knicks game. So, you know, and the Knicks mm-hmm. are nationally televised, mm-hmm. uh, or, well, internationally televised. He said that uh, he played about 12 minutes in the first quarter, in the first half, none in the second half because he was benched by the NBA. And he said that he found out later from his manager that in 24 minutes, every Knicks game was banned in China. Wow. They got wind of it and literally banned everything, in China, yeah. every Knicks game so they couldn't see his shoes and under it was like around he said mm-hmm. he guessed it was about 24 minutes yeah from the time that he stepped on foot on the court to the time that he was taken out yeah and it's like the and, and yes you're right lebron james will not speak on that well when they were like the stuck in china for like a hot second yeah like when oh, that yeah. when that shit was going what was that two three years ago like when like they were like hey everybody be cool about china we're trying to get this game done and get the fuck out of here yeah. like everybody calm down and like he'll never say i mean it, but it's the Michael Jordan fucking Republicans buy shoes too. Like yep. whatever, his job's to sell basketball That's shoes. His job, yeah. Like, and he made a I I don't remember the coach, but one of the coaches during all this actually came out and said something like, "I support Taiwan or whatever mm-hmm. it might be." It's probably Popovich. He has no it problem coming out been, and like. <laughs> it might have been Popovich. He's the best because yeah, he is great. And then someone had asked LeBron about it, and LeBron's like, yeah, he needs to educate himself on the scenario, on the situation before he speaks about it. And a lot of the reporters, of course, didn't even push back either because they're like, but we want access to you. We don't want to get banned by the NBA because a lot of them are like, huh, I feel like you maybe don't have all the information because this is happening. Well, right. And then since then, I imagine at this point, no reporter is even allowed to even bring something like that up or they're not even going to be there. Yeah, and it's – I mean, that's the – God bless America. You know, like that's the fun part about this country is it that is, like man. it's and it's 
if you take a step back and look at it almost like if you detach yourself from it, it's very interesting and it's very fun and it's all dumb. And like, of course, like the, the lives of other people are in the balance and like, that's not funny and like disasters and shit aren't funny either, but it's just like, whatever, like, what am I going to do about it? Like I can sit here and just like talk shit about one of the most popular and like powerful people in sports and like, it's not going to do anything yeah. and like, God bless him. He's a billionaire. Like, like. What am I gonna do? You know? Yeah, and, and look, and I'm, I'm look. He has no, he has no obligation to say anything. If he wants to say something, he can. Maybe yeah. he will when he's done. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he's it's, not running it's, for president. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like he's it, a basketball player, and that's even like whether it's one sided, like John Morant right now, like with Ugh. the gun thing. <laughs> like yeah, he's a big fucking dummy. But like, all right, it, I feel they're not supposed to be like if. If you're learning things from a basketball player, I don't know. You're, yeah, you're if doing your kid something. learns yeah. something from you're basketball, you're doing something wrong. Yes. Yeah, if you're doing something wrong as a parent, if yeah. he's looking up to John Morant, right? And or that's like not any a John Morant stance yeah. where fuck John Morant. It's a if you're looking up to any of them, yeah. Outside of some of the proven people that I think are are, are pretty vocal and pretty helpful out there, I mean, it's just. 23-year-olds don't know anything, so a 17-year-old shouldn't look up to a 23-year-old. They're only a little bit ahead of them in Hero terms of worship, life experience. It's like going to get you in trouble every single time because yeah. it's just like – and that's where it's like there's people that I like to like pick and take like things like inspirational shit. That, like I like Gary Vee videos, but like he annoys the fuck out of me sometimes. Oh God, so and it's – yeah, and it's just like – but like I understand like what he's doing. It's like one of those like take what serves you, leave the rest, but it's all – and you don't want to like – do that for like some people because there's like actual evil and actual problems and like people who are like trying to make money off of suffering or whatnot so i don't want to like give them a pass but like even the best people are still people so they're gonna fuck up and like then everybody's gonna be like ah like lebron james is like helping run a school and i know like people are like well he's doing it for tax benefit and like but all right he's getting black kids into college like people don't know I mean, honestly, people don't know 70% of the stuff that dude does down in Akron. Right. They really don't. And, like, so what if he gets tax breaks? So what if it, like, makes him look it's good? It's not like, illegal to get a tax break It's for not doing illegal to do something good. And, that, yeah. like, how, why do we want to, like, okay, you want to bitch about a guy, like, not doing anything or, like, leaving Cleveland? And he's, like, taking care of his city. And, like, sure, he's bringing in, like corporate money and all that like who cares if it's not all of his money that's going into it he's organizing it he's using his face his name to do something cool like that yeah what the hell are you doing man? <laughs> what the hell are you doing but like all right so Tweeting? if he if he if he can't say something mean about china and he's putting like american kids through school for it all right maybe he'll handle it in 20 years but like yeah. right now like him shutting up gives him the money to do shit like that yeah. like let him finish the playoffs. He'll fix China when he retires. Yeah, you have to sell out a little bit if you want to do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a little bit. Hey, you got to tell. Hey, we all have to do that. Yeah. To some degree. We, we do. Yeah. We all have to kind of toe a line. Now, yeah. I mean, we have a, you know, a super amount of freedom over here, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. For sure. Com especially comparatively. But we still have to. Like the, I mean, the, the, the like the, to kind of not to dwell on the John Moran thing, but people yeah. are like, if I did that, I'd be fired. I'm like, yeah. But he also, provides a little bit more value than you do at AutoZone. Yeah, you so, can't do what he does. He's one yeah. of the few people in the world who can do what he yeah. does. I mean, he the reason, I mean, he literally cost himself $600,000. 
that'll take me years to make six hundred thousand dollars, let alone lose it. Right. And that dude did that in like three weeks. And if you, but like if you did that, nobody would know because you're not a famous person. You know why you wouldn't get fired from AutoZone (laughs) when you flashed a gun on IG Live? Because no one fucking watched, and nobody cares what you do. (laughs) Sit down, Daryl. Yeah, like (laughs) calm down. Like you, every and it's one of those like inflated, and it's good because everybody's important. We all have whatever. Fuck, but like. I don't know. Some people have more value in like the society and like are going to be seen more. And now that like you have the ability to just like throw stones at like an IG photo, like obviously don't be playing with guns. You could accidentally shoot yourself or somebody in the fucking car. You dumb, dumb. I looked at the IG live uh, guidelines. You are not required to have a gun. No, no, it's right. not. You can actually just dance without one. It's yeah, fine. yeah, and it's still like, get it done, too. right? And when I hold a gun, when I dance, my I'm just I'm off balance, right? Because a lot of more weight is on this side, especially if it's loaded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a loaded gun, like I heavy. I, it's, I can't even do my moves. Like, I don't like it. If you've held a loaded gun, it's kind of heavy. It's like, heavy. It's like it's got like guns, but I've held guns. They're right. not light. They're not paperweights, man. No. They're fucking heavy. And if you can like still keep a rhythm with one side being that much hev- like, that's why at he's least, talented at least get two guns to balance yeah. it out like, kinda, <laughs> yes you have a side that that way you're not completely used. that's where he went wrong that's that what everybody's mad about is he on only one had side. one gun he needs to have two of them to balance himself out yeah also i don't think that gun was locally made or sourced oh. so don't get me started not made that was not a grass-fed beretta <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun joke that i had for because like i i have like a whatever grew up in ohio dad's a cop he hunted so like Guns are in and out of the family all the time, but like when I moved to Wisconsin, like the uh, the National Guard was in Milwaukee, and like I went to Kent State, so like the National Guard just kind of like has a weird thing. So I was like, whatever, I'll go get a shotgun just in case the world fucking ends. But I had to put it together myself, so I'll probably never use it because <laughs> like I don't trust myself to put a weapon of death together. But it was just like. Like like the joke, I was like, yes, I went and bought a brand new one, and I know like you should adopt and not shop. Like, there's plenty of guns out there with like behavioral issues, <laughs> like that, that like need a nice firm hand. You should go to like one of those street corners and buy a buy a nice used gun that needs a home. Dude, we were in Galax, Virginia last week, and like some lady. What was is it called? Galax, Virginia. Okay. Yes. I have a picture in my head for sure. Um, it's very. It's middle of nowhere, right in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's very like it was a very beautiful spot. The people were very nice, and I liked it a lot. Um, and this lady like talked our ear off forever, and she's like, "Yeah, this whole town turns into like a flea market like every June or whatever it is." And like she's like, "You can just show up and buy a gun, cash here, no problem, no checks, nothing." And you're just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that that's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, not. <laughs> you know, there are some. There are some in the U.S. Obviously, uh, like there are countries. Like, I think uh, I want to say it's Switzerland. Okay. Switzerland has the highest gun ownership because all of them, I think, are required to do two years in the military. Yeah. So they all learn how to use guns. They all just have guns in their house. I think Israel might be the same too. They have a requ- a military requirement. Yeah, you have to service. like do your thing. I think. Um, but there's North, the, or South Korea has something like it too. Like there's probably a yeah. I would definitely lump them in. I think for different reasons. The uh, <laughs> but there's like other areas like in like the one you just mentioned. It's just like gun ownership. It's not necessarily a violent place. It's Mm-mm. just, just kind of a part of like the way yeah. they're brought up. I know people in you know Oregon. You know that they're just like in the the, the more rural parts of there. You know they're just like look, we just all kind of grow up hunting. I mean yeah. we we know how to. 
they might even be safer because they know how to use them. Yeah. You know, it's 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 weird, but still, I that would still make me uncomfortable. Well, that's <laughs> oh, for sure. And I was like talking to a friend about it because like, <clears throat> like obviously there's a problem with them. Uh, like we can't be having school shootings. We can't have be having shootings everywhere. Like I'm a big proponent of like responsible gun ownership if right. you're allowed to have them. Like, because even this lady was like, they're coming to take my guns. It's like nobody's coming to Galax, Virginia. No one knows where this is. Yeah, like nobody's <laughs> coming to your fucking house to take them. And she's like, and she's like, I think everybody except for criminals. It's like, okay, well then how the fuck are we gonna find the criminals if you won't let people do fucking background checks or like a registry or like any of those like common sense things. Well, also, it's like, but if you ask that lady the same thing, like, should anyone have a kid? She'd be like, of course not. There's dummies yeah. out there. But then why? Yeah. Yeah, like he again the consistency in, in the consistency in discussions like that is very hard to because yeah. you're always gonna use that phrase that yeah but that's different mm-hmm. it, it's always gonna and again it that doesn't mean she's bad it's just you gotta kind of equate something super I mean what's the, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie just having a baby this came up somebody it's a, it's a movie from probably the 80s okay. and Keanu it was called Parenthood with like Steve Martin I think I've heard of it I so don't know Keanu if Reeves is in that movie and he's kind of a fuck up in the movie mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend had a, a baby when they were teenagers and uh he was talking about his upbringing and he's like you know what you know you need a a, a license to drive a car you need yeah. a license to, yes. to fly but you need a license to catch a fish for everything but any asshole can be a kid, can be a dad yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, that really kind of, even as a kid, that hit home with me. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, that is true. You know, yeah. like all of a sudden, but I mean, yeah, you ask that woman that same question, she's like, no, there's some dumb people who shouldn't have kids. Well, it's like, I mean, to go, like in Ohio, to go hunting, if you're a kid, you have to have like a hunter safety course. Mm-hmm. To fucking drive a jet ski, you have to go through like a boating safety course. Like, why shouldn't you have to like sit down, whatever gun you're going to buy, yeah. whatever, like, legitimately, I went to a store, I had to fill out one piece of paper, I had to show them my ID, which was my out-of-state ID, and they're like, well, just put your old address on the paperwork. <laughs> like, okay, that's not how this should work. <laughs> like, but whatever. Like, we're just, I'm closing soon. You're yes, gonna like, we're just like, up. whatever. And, like, the, the funny part is, like, I, like, signed it, and they're like, well, don't write in cursive. And I was like, that's my signature, you fucking moron. That's what signature means, Yeah, that's idiot. what, like, that's, you're the guy in charge of death. Um, But, like... <laughs> And it was, uh, but it's just like, I had, it was in a box. It was a box of gun parts. And like, that was like the joke that I'd be like, yeah, I'm a gun owner, but like, it's a box of gun parts I'll never put yeah. together because I don't trust myself with it. And it's just like, all right, they didn't even, there's no instructions in it. Like, you just have to figure it out. And it's like, maybe when you go buy it, they should be like, all right, Sunday, we're getting it together after church. We're all going to hang out and have a refresher on gun safety. Like you'll like something like that. Like you should have to put in like to sell fucking insurance. You have to have continuing education. Like why wouldn't oh, they yeah. make you do that? Like, For Hey, most job, a lot of jobs. Yeah. If you get certified in any type of jobs, uh, uh, machinery out, like mm-hmm. they have to keep getting recertified. Doctors have to keep getting, I mean, doctors, yeah. doctors have to take again, yo, changing uh, uh, medical processes and practices changes all the six months again not to go back to the baby thing but like when I did those baby classes they're like people that had a baby three years ago don't know the stuff that's happened like Mm -hmm. it just keeps changing so if you're having like if you were to have a kid like in the next like year don't ask somebody that has a 35 year old advice because they're going to tell you shit the doctors are like you should not do that (laughs) let them roll in dirt (laughs) they got chicken pox throw them in a room with the rest of the kids like just give them a blanket if they're cranky like they can suffocate on that like 
None of mine did. Yeah. <laughs> seat like, yeah. but that's the like any change. It's like people yeah. would like lose their mind about fucking seatbelts when they were like oh, made yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just any change, people. And I mean, so like we'll go like my grandmother. Uh, God bless her. She's great. She's just like, and you'd never want to be like they're old, so they don't get it. But like when the the guardians were changing their name from the Indians, like the original like conversation, like let's say ten years ago or whatever, when it started riling up, she was like. But that's been the name forever. And I was like, okay. Like, we have the Toledo Mud Hens in Toledo, like, outside where I grew up. And I was like, let's say, like, the Mud Hens were, like, the Toledo, whatever racial slur you want to use. Like, should they change that name? And she's like, well, yeah. And I was like, okay, why? And she's like, well, because they would not like it. And I was like, it's the same thing. Like, that's the same argument. Just because it's, like, like, if tradition is bad we can change tradition like everything's flexible it's not hard just because some assholes 200 years ago wrote down we should be able to take up arms against the country that we were trying to fight at that time yeah. like just because they came up with that some and of this may not apply yeah it took 45 <laughs> minutes to load a musket like, like maybe maybe we should readjust it a little bit like hey maybe yeah. just take it yeah you can have like a well-armed militia you can have your gun but just like take a class like let's like be smart about it. <laughs> it's not hard. Like you can have no, a middle it's, ground. It's not. It, yeah. The the con- I, I I am I believe in the Constitution, but I feel like you should be allowed to revise. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> like the Second Amendment is in the name. It was an amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. It's not even in the Constitution. It was an amendment to That's the what Constitution. Means, yeah, yeah. They changed but the original change thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like, well, according to the Fifth Amendment. Also, no one knows any amendment passed. Two. They might know the fifth. Well, that's just, just because, because Donald Trump movies. got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> just because of Donald Trump in movies. People right. are pleading the yeah, fifth. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only three anyone knows. Well, that's I it was like I worked at an RV store and I'd always tell them, like, somehow you guys know all the words to every country song, but you can only remember two amendments when there's like forty of them. It like, doesn't mean you're dumb. You're no. just selective. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's smart just with what they do. You stop reading when you get to the part you don't like. You're like yeah. And according to... Ah, oh, fuck that. No, never. Second Amendment. I have that down. Yep, we got those two. <laughs> oh, fuck. This episode of the Guiltless Podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink containing 13 unique active ingredients, such as vitamin C or an organic matcha, which are scientifically designed to improve your mood, energy, and focus while reducing your stress levels. Just take it alongside your coffee or your tea. Available in packs of 30 or 15, as well as different purchase frequencies and subscriptions, Magic Mind has options that fit your productivity goals. I can tell you I've been using Magic Mind, and I really encourage you to try it if you feel like you're having trouble being 100% on some days. It's a total game changer. Visit www.magicmind.com for your order and use promo code GUILTLESS20 for an extra 20% off and a limited 56% off your first subscription. Too good of a deal to pass up. Go to magicmind.com today. Oh fuck. That's so true, man. It's a it's a it's a goofy time. And guess what? Know? We just fixed the world. Didn't even have to drink, guys. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> we did we're not even drunk. It means nothing. It. And it's just <laughs> so fun. And it's like that's what I say on stage so often. It's like because like my dad, I'll take swings at cops and like current event stuff. 
like in a fun way. Like I'm not like trying, like I'm not changing the world, but like, I'll just be like, Hey guys, I voted for whoever the fuck you voted for, for the next 30 minutes. Just leave it alone. Like, yeah. I don't care. We're here to have fun and laugh. Like, so you can take a jab at a cop. You can support cops and not support bad. You're allowed to hold two thoughts at the same time. Exactly. Like and that's where we get lost a lot. It's like, it's like an all or nothing. Mentality. The world is a gray area. It's a yeah. whole gray area. And everybody on the, Except the second amendment. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but like, that's even where I get more annoyed because like I vote liberally. I like worked in politics and I like worked for the Ohio Democratic Party. Like, I'm I'm one of the good ones. But like, that they are like the hardest ones when it comes to jokes. I love like a red room in the middle of nowhere because yeah, they can at least take a joke. Like they'll like. At a certain point, everybody knows everything that they actually super care about is very silly. Like, it's so silly to just be, like, that worked up about fucking guns. Like, and I think at, at everybody's bones, they know it. So, like, they'll at least give you the leeway to do it. Where as soon as I, like, try to make a Hillary Clinton joke or something, they're like, you're undermining all the work that we're doing. It's like, no. I mean, well, yes, I'm kind of trying to show you that it's all fucking stupid. But, like, also, like... You can like pick apart at it. You can make fun of it. Like she doesn't give a fuck about you. Like no, she really doesn't. <laughs> no, none of them do. And <laughs> none it's of just them like, do. And I've like worked in it. A lot and of the like, liberals just have like a much better marketing team. <laughs> yeah, they just picked the right answers on yeah. the test, and we're supposed to be like that one. They like, want the same outcome. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's. Eh. Yeah, I, I get that. That was why the uh, I do agree with that. Like when you go in like certain rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to like more like the the, the like you said like the reddish red mm-hmm. state whatever type of rooms, they are more up and they're super open to making jokes about themselves. Yeah, like that. Remember that that blue collar comedy tour? That thing that's, made something like five hundred million. That's the dollars. reason why I do comedy. Yeah, <laughs> is that thing. that made like five hundred million dollars? Yeah. and that was full of people that those guys were. Those guys were like, have you watched it recently? Oh, it's hilarious. I watched it. It was like on Amazon Prime or no YouTube for free. And I was like, literally, it was like the first one I watched because my dad was like super into Chris Rock and shit. And like, it was like the first one I watched where I was like, oh, this rules. Like, and so I watched it again recently and you're just like, these are just half jokes. (laughs) Like, it's just so funny. And it's just like my wife, country music. Like, it's just like those jokes. And you're like, wow, one, comedy's come so far. Two, people are still that stupid. And three, this still slaps. Like, you you just shut your brain off for a minute. You're just like this fucking rules, but yeah. I I think I I didn't watch it at the time. I watched it. I think later it was. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was maybe like a Tom Segura was talking about Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. He's like, I didn't really know him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we ended up at the same bill one time, and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew the same thing that everyone knew. Blue collar comedy. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to expect. It sounds dumb. He's like, and that dude went on stage, and that dude was so funny. Yeah. And that's so I was like, all right, because I am a Tom Segura fan, huge fan. Yeah. So I circled back and started, and I'm like. God, this is funny. He I fills was... stadiums in Nebraska for a reason. Yeah. Like, you can be patronizing and you can be simple. Like, you see it with, like, Jim Brewer trying to play to, like, the lowest common denominator, like, hitting, like, the hard right stuff now just to, like, stay relevant. And it's not good. Where, like, Larry the Cable Guy, like, say what you will. It's simple. It's stupid. But it's still funny. You, you bring up a good... You brought something up that I, I did want to ask you about yeah. in terms of like comedy itself, and and in, in, in you know, so I'm doing the math. Nine years, roughly, you've been yeah, doing whatever. about yeah, yeah. about enough. nine years. Is it is comedy clicky? Yeah, very okay. Yeah. I feel and and the reason I ask that because I'm kind of outside looking in, but I yeah. do know some of them, and I think I notice comedy flyers more than other people mm-hmm. do, just because again I've I've done more of them and. 
And even this morning, I saw two. I mm-hmm. saw two when I went and got coffee. Two separate shows from two separate everything. And I feel like I'm seeing the same groups together. You I know mean, what I would mean? you rather work with your friends or work yeah. with, you know what I mean? And it's, so yes. And it's something that like, um, it's very clicky, but it's also like when you know that it is, instead of like the, the people who are in the click will be like, it's not clicky. And it's like, well, that's because you're in. But like, if you're even, it just like, it's circular and it's like, and it goes in waves where like when I was brand new, it was like, oh, it's so hard to get into Cleveland comedy because I lived in Kent. It was like, it's hard to get into Cleveland comedy because I'm not one of like the accidental people. And it's like, well, half of them don't even do comedy anymore. So like it goes in waves. And now like my friend, like Joe Briggs just moved to New York yeah. where like I was like pals with all of them. And you could just say like we were maybe like a click. And I mean, I moved or whatever, but like. Like, you could say that that's maybe a click, and now, like, they move, so now, like, a whole nother group of people is gonna, like, be, quote-unquote, in charge. So, like, it all works, and, like, you find your friends in the scene, you find, like, your fringe people, like, the people who don't exactly fit into the click, and then eventually, like, you're the main click, or, like, you find that group, and then you run your own shows that way. And I don't think, like... It's part of any group or whatever, and you find your style, but it's also it's just kind of part of human beings. Okay, yeah, I only asked that about the the, the clip. I, I just didn't know if that made it difficult to kind of break. Because I mean, you mentioned kind of breaking mm-hmm. in, but ultimately, it's going to come down to when you do get out there, are you doing well enough to kind of maybe get thrown on some stuff? And that's so yeah, and it's one of those things that I mean, again, going back to being like straight white male and a straight white male dominated entertainment kind of section it's easy to say like okay i wasn't into this until i like i wasn't into like this click or like seen seriously until i got like good enough to do it like i think but i honestly think that that's what like a lot of stand-up really is is like everybody's basically an independent contractor there's not like a real thing like it's on you um And, like, you get your shots, and it's whether or not you take advantage of them. Where it's, like, I don't care who, I don't care if you're blue, black, purple, whatever. But, like, funny's funny, for like, honestly. So, like, yes, it's important to have a diverse lineup to show people do it, and, like, people in the crowd to do that. But also, like, when I think it's demeaning to, like, whether it's somebody who's not in your clique, somebody who's not usually represented, I think it's worse to put somebody who's not ready for that situation in a situation to fail because then it's like, well, now women, now I think women aren't funny or like, I'll put Mary Santora up against fucking anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, um, or like pick whoever you want. And it's just like, cool. And like, you'll see like, and people bitching about like all women shows, like who gives a fuck? Let them have their all women shows. Like, it's not, those people aren't going to come to your show anyways. Like maybe they're introducing somebody to stand up that wouldn't go see it unless it was an all women lineup. They see, they like it. Then maybe they'll eventually find you. So it's like, yes, it's annoying when you're not getting into it, but I, like we had a conversation with a guy at a mic the other night and he's like, is it easier to get laughs outside of Cleveland? No, it's hard to get laughs everywhere. Just get funnier and you don't have to worry about it. Like it's, yeah. it's honestly what it is. It's just yeah. get good. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a very simple formula, just yeah. obviously hard to achieve. And you're not well, yeah, and it's like, okay, you're not getting booked on showcases and you see the same people getting booked. Well, guess what? They're funny every time and you're not. And it's like, and I'm not funny every time. And now like there are shows that I shouldn't be on, but like it also took me this long to get as good as I think I am now. 
So it's like, and I'm still shit to like some other people. So it's just like, all right, cool. You're trying to go from open mics to showcases. Be better at the open mic or like when somebody gives you that shot, don't fuck around, like take it seriously and do it. And then let's say you start working clubs or start trying to like tour and do this shit. And like, I'm low on the rung. I know where I'm at, but like I'm going around the country doing comedy when like 99% of people who try comedy don't get to do that. Yeah. So like statistically, I'm one of the better ones in the country, but I still know like my spot and like the hierarchy of it. So like, I can't just go to hilarities and be like, Hey, put me on stage. Like you have to like show up, like be seen um do like little showcases do if they ever give you like a guest spot take it seriously don't go up there and be like oh well this is like they're looking for you to put on a show like yeah you have to like do that and it's the same thing like people used to call it gatekeeping but it's like no it's quality control like gatekeeping is one thing of just like giving your friends gigs sure but like if you give it to like they know that that person's gonna be at least decent and they like hanging out with them you have to be better than that person if you want to like win that out, same thing with any job. You're not going to just like start working at McDonald's and then become general manager. You have to start by cleaning the fucking bathroom and learning how to do it. Yeah. And then you work your way up. Is that harder in comedy or do you think that people think it's harder to kind of grasp that? Because again, it just looks like so much fun outside looking in. And then you kind of, I don't know, like yeah. do a lot of them hit like a wall six months and you're like, I don't understand this. Like yes. why? I, why isn't this happening for me faster? Because it's a survival I think because they want it to happen faster because it's so much. It's fun. honestly surviving. Like we were, <clears throat> like yes, you want to get better. Yes, you want to do it. But like, it's. Uh, we were in state college, and like this dude who's in college, like he was like an intern at like the place that we were working at, and he was like, "How do you like meet these people? Like, how did you meet?" And it's like, I don't know. We just like started hanging out at the mic. And then, like, uh, five years later, I move. I'm still doing comedy. He's still doing comedy. Like, the world gets bigger and smaller at the same time. Of, like, you'll see the same faces when you go into different towns. And, like, people fall off all the time. So, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't do it anymore. He had, like, a kid or just, like, quit, got a good job. All right, cool. But, like, it's, it's literally like anything else. Like, if you actually want to be good at it and, like, want to, like be good at it and make money doing it and like excel at it that's different than like showing up and hanging out with your friends like because like so many years like okay cool like i want to go get hammered talk some shit on a microphone and hang out with my stupid friends that's fun that's great i have no problem with people doing that just don't bitch about like not getting on professional lineups because you're not doing professional shit it was like uh the there's that and one documentary like a 30 for 30 oh yeah 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 where like i think it was Kyrie, which like of course you want to take his uh words with a grain of salt but it was somebody like in that realm of like yeah these guys were good at basketball but like we have to play basketball when we don't want to play basketball it's a great it's honest it's a really good it's a great like three minute segment where they're talking yeah. about that because people ask professional athletes, professional NBA players all the time, can those street ballers play in the NBA? They're like, absolutely mm. not, because and that was the quote that stuck with me. Like, yeah. we treat this as a job. You think we want to play basketball every single day? No, but we do it because it's our job. And it's like we've had guys come that do similar, like yeah. the, the the basketball equipment to what you were talking about in terms of comedy is coming and not being professional. It looks awesome. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. And everyone sees the cheering and all, all that that those mixtapes and they're great. 
But there's a professional side mm-hmm. of this. If you don't do, you don't get to do the cool shit. Well, and that's even, like, at this point, and it's, like, one of those, like, ask me this five years ago. I would have been like, fuck it. Yeah. We're all showing up. We're having fun. Like, I'll be hammered on stage. I don't give a shit. I'll be high on stage. Who cares? And, like, of course, like, those experiences, like, come in useful at some point. Um, like, if you look at it as an artist, like, you don't really make mistakes. You just, like, learn a lesson from doing something. Like, yeah. one of the biggest things, like... I did a set off of a picture and a half of Miller Lite at the Funny Stop on a guest spot at a late show for Matt Fultron. If I ever meet him again, he'll just know me as the drunk asshole from five years ago. Or, like, I didn't take it seriously, but, like, that was a learning situation of, like, oh, if you're going to be hanging out at a club and you want to do this, maybe cut down a little bit. Or, like, now I don't drink, so it's, like, whatever. I don't have to worry about that part, but it's still, like, okay, if you're getting an opportunity at hilarities you take it seriously Mm. if somebody's booking you on like a showcase yes you take it seriously but it's not as serious like you can have some fun and take some swings open mics is where you can fuck around if you're at a certain level like i still will like dick around but like you know you have to know where to do it and it's like yes it's you treat it as a job i make money doing it not a lot of money like i said i'm low on the like low on the ladder but like i make money doing it i pay some of my bills with it I have to treat it seriously, and it just so happens that it's the most fun thing in the entire world. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, but you still take it seriously. Like, whatever you're dumb, and it's silly, like I said before, like, whatever your dumb shit thing is, like, whatever you want to make, like, this podcast, whatever you want to make money doing it, or, like, whatever, like, you still take it seriously, but it's fun. Yeah. Like, but it's still work. Like, you have to learn how to converse. You have to learn how to, like, learn how to listen. You have to, like, all that other shit. Like, same thing with comedy. You have to learn when to shut the fuck up. You have to learn what crowds can get away with what. You have to learn how to read a room. Like, you can't go in swinging on, like, a Sunday show at, like, a brunch thing, making, like, wild abortion jokes, like, right off the rip. You can, Nobody's saying you can't do it, but maybe ease them into that. It's 11 o'clock on a Sunday. Wait till lunch. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. And it's just, like, you have to, like, learn those lessons. And, like, part of it's just fucking up. And it's, like, survival. Like, that's really what it is. You know, it's fun. You mentioned... Uh, whoever the comic was mm-hmm. that you said, if he saw you now, he'd be like, Oh yeah, that was the, you'd be amazed about it. People talk a lot about the short term memory of people mm-hmm. nowadays or, or what the cognitive kind of resilience of someone that remembers things like that. though, mm-hmm. Like they'll remember something. They'll remember something that they didn't like way more than they're going to remember something that they did. Yeah. And you're right. That person might just be like, I remember you from five years ago. That one thing mm-hmm. you can't like, that's, it sucks sometimes. It really, really does. But yeah. I do that. I remember a bad experience. Like if I see a comic one time, I I don't know the guy's name. Yeah. But I saw him on stage, and I remember talking to him afterwards, like at the bar. I didn't really like him at all. Yeah. And that's the only thing I took away from him. Mm-hmm. I, I took I took away some shit. He was kind of drunk. Some shit that he was talking afterwards, and I didn't. I was like, oh. I really regret coming over here, and that's all I remembered about yeah. him, and that's all I do remember about him. Well, it's the fucking, and I've been using it a lot, like the bastardization of like the Maya Angelou. Like they don't care what you say; it's how you make them feel. Yeah. Like one of the best compliments, we'll call it. It was a 420 show. I was headlining it in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I thought everybody was on the same page. It was a 420 show. We're all going to be stupid high. So I like, <laughs> like I ripped <laughs> like a joint. I took an edible. I was fucking in the clouds by the time my set was on. Oh my God. The host goes up there and he's like, who's loving and joy. Like who's taking advantage of 420 
crickets. The whole crowd was like not high. So like they were not going to be on like the same level of like my bullshit. And so like I'm just and I'm like, whatever, I got to do the set. Like I've done this a thousand times like this, like whatever. And then just like, but, and it was a perfectly fine set. It didn't do well. It didn't do terrible. It's worse. I hate an okay set more than bombing because it's just like you survived, you moved on. Nobody gives a fuck. Like if you bombed, they at least like saw you trying. Um, but like, we're just like standing outside and like, uh, a girl came up and she's like, I always like watching you perform. It wasn't like, I like your set. I like your jokes. It's like, I like watching you perform because that's where if we were going to get in like super artsy fartsy speak you kind of transcend like i remember certain people's one good joke but like there's also other people who i couldn't joe bricks i couldn't i've seen him a thousand times he's one of my better friends like but i couldn't quote you a joke but i know if he's on stage i'm shutting up and watching because it's going to be fun no matter what and it's just like there's those things of like yes you want like to like have the perfect joke and have the, and it is important to have like the word in the right spot. But when you try to break that down to a normal person, they're just like, I don't give a shit. Funny's funny. Like it's, Oh God, I completely agree with everything you just said there. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find this person's name. Uh, I saw him. It was right after everything kind of opened back up in New York. And, uh, my wife and I took a trip to New York. It was April or, or May of New York, and things just started opening up. We were in the comedy cellar. It was like right when it just started. I mean, it was like yeah. the first show ever. The comics there were having so much fun and so excited, and they were they kept talking about, we're so glad to be back. First show in like a year and a half yeah. or however long it was. And this dude came on stage, and he was so goddamn funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, honestly, he was the funniest 15 minutes I'd seen in 10 years of like a, a, mm-hmm. someone that wasn't like a, a touring national comic yeah. that I knew, like a person I didn't know. But I don't remember a single joke. Yeah. I just remember having an amazing mm-hmm. time. And then flip side of that, for some reason, every time I see Brian Kenny, he's I, the best. I think of the same joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was a part of a joke. And it made me laugh so hard. And I don't know why. He was talking about like exercising. He was like, no, I don't want to do that. I like chairs, nice ones. Yeah. And he said that. Yeah. And I laughed so hard when he said that because it just caught me off guard. His bearskin condom joke. Have you ever God, heard that? Yes. Like, it's just... where are they keeping all these bears? Like, that. I heard, like, that's when I was still paying to go see comedy shows. So this had to have been. <laughs> 10 years ago yeah. and I just like where are they keeping all the- he probably doesn't even remember the fucking joke oh <laughs> and like my God. it's like where are they keeping all these bears and I'm just like god damn it that's so funny yeah it's 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 but I that I can't not see him like on social media yeah. it's all I think about is him saying I like chairs nice ones because yeah. it's so weird <laughs> right I just imagine him just being super particular about that because he hates exercising so much he'll spend additional I just this is where I went with it he'll spend additional money on really good chairs yeah. as much as how much he doesn't want to exercise yeah. and that's even like <laughs> and it's so, just stuck to me and I have like a bit that like I've been telling for far too long but it's a good closing bit and it's like making fun of Janet Jackson and Jesus at the same time. It's brilliant. Uh, if you ever get the chance to see me live, you should. Um, but it's like it's just such a stupid joke. But like the end will just be like, it's like Mr. Christ, if you're nasty. Like that's the end line. And how many times I get Mr. Roberts, if you're nasty. And like for the longest time, I was like, you don't even pay attention to the joke. That's not the joke. But now it's just like, it doesn't like they don't give a fuck. They just know it's funny. They enjoyed it. Yeah. And they remember Mr. Roberts, if you're nasty. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. You got the hook in. It doesn't matter. Yes, it's yes, it sticks because it's good, but you don't get to choose what sticks, really. 
as much as you try. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Rick Rubin thing that I kind of bastardized. But like whatever that whatever sticks, it's who am I to tell you that you're wrong about call, saying that? Yeah, to say I'm just happy you remembered it. Yeah. I remembered anything, you know? Yeah, you had a good enough time. It was good enough time for you to come up to me because I'm not headlining like normal shows that much. Like if I'm in a club, most of the time I'm hosting. So you saw another hour and a half of comedy and you'll come up to me and be like, oh, Mr. Roberts, if you're nasty. Like you remembered that for an hour and a half. Like, yeah. cool. Like that's going to stick in your stupid brain. And it's fun. Yeah. Well, let's pivot to something else fun. Yeah. Talk to me about Mushroom Cult. Comedy and Mushroom Cult yeah. podcast? Uh, yeah, it's just silly. Um, it's We talked about it a little bit off mic, but it's like... It's just like a fun way for me to like create in real time because like my idea behind it now is like I want to kill 20 to 25 minutes talking about anything or nothing. So like if I'm ever in a situation where I'm on stage, it's going terribly. Let's see if we can kill 25 minutes. Like let's see if we can stretch, at least try to make it funny. But it really just kind of came out of like I did mushrooms, changed my life. I was all about it. Um came up with the idea of the comedy of mushroom cult podcast thing. Cause like the original idea was we were going to like study different like religions and cults and like make fun of them. And then just like every time we would get on the microphone, we'd just be like silly. And so then like the whole thing turned into like, okay, our podcast is the cult. And then we just kind of like lost that part of it too. So that's just like the silly name, but it's like, it's a very fun, like I have a stupid t-shirt that one person's bought. Cause like not very many people listen to it. Uh, because why would they? And, uh, like the shirt, cause there was like a, a solid, like six months where only 12 people listened to it. So like the shirt said, Jesus only had 12 followers to start too. So like, that was like, that's like the stupid tagline of it. And it's just literally like, all right, let's just like talk about crazy shit. Let's see if something comes in. Like, I'm not like current eventsy, but like how oh, something's huge in the zeitgeist. Let's take a swing at it and see if we can make something funny out of it. So it's just a fun like word vomity thing. I I like it. It's almost like a uh, it's almost like a thought dump. Yes. You know, it, it's a and that's why and it's a thought dump and it's like I don't think they exceed twenty seven minutes. Mm-mm. Most of the, like I think the longest one here lately was like thirty five. It's it, well, it, but I. I I like it because I like that it's like a quick hit, something for me to. I mm-hmm. it's almost similar to the thing I was talking about for the New York comic. I listened to four of those. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, but the whole time I was just like, this is just like a thought dump of like things that. Yeah. Like, hey man, I was thinking about this, so I'm just gonna record it and put it out there. And I, I dug that. Yeah. And it's also different than what I do, which is you know like a longer form, mm-hmm. you know, still joking around, but not necessarily. Topical, maybe current, yeah. maybe, maybe, and maybe, like, that's the whole. Know? And like my old rugby coach listened to it, like, and I posted it through like the website or like the stupid Facebook page that I have on there, and it was just like, yeah, man, there are certain things that I just can't, like, I can't co-sign to, or like, it's like one of those things where like people like it but won't share it because it's like they don't want to know that, like, or they don't want to let other people know they're letting something like that into into their brain, which is fine because it's just like these are just half fleshed out thoughts. And like I'll listen to it afterwards too, because like half the time I just like black out and I'm just like in it, trying to like find, all right, this is the thing. Where's the funny part? Or like where's like the interesting part of it? So, like, you're kind of, like, in the weeds trying to figure it out, and then you'll listen back, and you're like, oh, this is actually maybe a good idea for, like, a bit. It's It reminded me of Bill Burr's podcast. Yes, because, a little bit. It, it, because Bill Burr, if he has guests, I've never heard one. Yeah. It's almost like he's just, and he's just like, well, 
I went to a store and this bitch and just tells yeah. a story about what happened and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I mm-hmm. love I love that part of it because even though it's not like kind of like a Q and A or kind of getting to know someone at the same time, I may not know it, but I am getting to know him. And yeah. I'm just getting to know his personality. Yeah, and that's why I liked it. I always I always did. I always loved listening to just mm-hmm. the Bill Burr clips of him. And you know, he wasn't like super just like production's got to be good. It's got to be this. It's old school podcast. He's like, I'm just going to. Grassroots, punk no, rock. You just it throw it up. Like, I mean, editing's cool. Putting like ha- taking pride in like the thing that you put out is fun. But it's like I like I by no means like I don't even really advertise it. I throw it up when I do a new one. I'll throw it up like a day before I record another one. I don't like if you want to listen to it, you want to listen to it. I'm not putting effort and time into it. So why do I expect you to listen to it? If you like it, great. If not, whatever. Keep it moving. But it's just like another like, I don't know. You just have like dumb thoughts and you can throw it out there. We're like, I don't know. Like I I did one episode where I wrote a script and it like and I hated it. Like because I just like wanted to I wanted to give my own like stupid shot at like a true crime podcast. So I did like a whole, it was, I think it's like 20 minutes total. And it's like an episode about Jean Benet Ramsey. And like the whole podcast ends because there's like a, a conspiracy theory that Jean Benet Ramsey is actually Katy Perry. And it's like a whole stupid, like, so the whole turn was like, it all worked out well for her. And now she's Katy Perry. Like, that was like the whole turn. So I did like a 18 minutes of just like John Benet Ramsey. Everybody knows the stupid story or doesn't care just to like slip in there, like the Katy Perry thing. And it's like, I had people text me like, what the fuck? And it's like, whatever, man. Like, it was just, I wanted to try it. Like, it didn't cost you a cent. Like, it doesn't matter. It It just cost you time. And now you know something that you didn't know. Is that like people think that? Like, it's it's so funny. It's a great idea. Yeah. And I have so many good ideas, but I don't have the production mindset to do it. I, because I really like a lot. I honestly, it's weird you even brought that up. I've probably seen 10. Five, six, seven, ten. Mm-hmm. John Benet Ramsey documentaries. Yeah, series doc. I've seen. I know so much about that. I feel like I could investigate it. Yeah. The um, my buddy and I were joking around about the same thing, but but then they they came out where they did the uh, the vandal thing on Netflix, which was kind of the same thing where you take a very not crime, yeah. and just suss it out into like a true crime yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And my like my buddy and I were joking around about doing one sussed out where it was like. Uh, but it was something very simple, like somebody was using an expired handicapped placard, but they were expired, but they were handicapped. Yeah. Should they be penalized? Is it a crime? And we really just dragged the shit yeah. out. <laughs> but then, of course, Vandal kind of took it from us. Not that I was had any no. intention of even yeah. seeing this through. But, yeah, a little goofy stuff like well, that. My fav- like, one of my favorite podcasts is Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah, it's a great one. And I, like, listened, like, a whole bunch of times before I was like... Oh yeah, they're going like they're reading word for word off of a script. So like and like the the, the um only murders in the building, like that whole show is about like them doing like a script and it's like great, yeah. the true crime podcast voice. Like yes. then they enter like so I just wanted to do like I was like let's try it because like I don't yes, I write my jokes. Yes, I like spend time doing it. Yes, I like actually super care. But like there's it's happened a 100 times, not a 100, but like a bunch of times on this tour where like I still, like, when I first got into stand-up comedy, I thought they made it up on the spot every single time. And so, like, it ruined it for me for a while that, like, it was, like, a planned show thing. So, like, there's still that, like, live element of, like, when I go up there, if, like, something pops or, like, something's going on in the room, oh, I've got a joke that attaches to that. I don't usually open with it, but we're opening with it now because it's, like, 
it's pertinent to the room and it's going to win them over. And then it's like, Oh no, I have to shuffle everything around. And like, you have to do that whole thing. So it's like, I like to have that like unpredictability because it's a live show. And like, you're good. That's the only time that's ever going to happen. We're same thing with like this podcast, just cause it's recorded. Doesn't mean like, this is the only time we're going to have this conversation ever and it's recorded, but I'm not going to like, and I'm not going to script it out and do that. Like that's where like the fun is, is like figuring yeah, out where it goes. I, that's exactly what it is. Like I, ideally whenever I do any of these with anyone and some of them are harder than others, yeah. you know, because some people will come on and they'll be like, I don't even know why you wanted me to come on. I'm like, because I, I like your spot. Yeah. I like what you do. You don't have to be into it. I'm into it. Yeah. And I need to pull that shit out of you. Obviously, it's not very difficult with you because yeah. you're comfortable. You yeah. do podcasts. You do you, you perform. And you're you know, you're know versed in it or fine kind of articulating. So a lot mm-hmm. of them are a little bit easier. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of it is for your conversation, your personality to come out during the conversation. Right. And w- which you do again in those kind of quick hits. It, I well, do, and that's why, that's why did, I enjoy it. Like that one that I did, it was like, all right, let's see what it would be like if I like wrote out a podcast and like, I would be like, I would, I spent time writing the script. I like added sound effects in like, and like I edited it in, like I'd like spent the time on it. And like, even when I was recording it, cause I was like, I have to stick to the script. I would like be like going through and I'd be like, ah, oh, I fucked up the script here. So I like delete it and then like have to like re-record the line. So it was like kind of putting me into like that, like, let's see if we can do it and like stretching it out. And like, that's where like my stupid podcast is fun for me is cause like, all right, if I, if I want to try something fun this week or something different, who cares? There's no theme to it. Like you're just signing on to like whatever my dumb shit thing is. And like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't half the time. I don't even like it on a listen back anyway. So I don't know why anybody listens anyway. So it's just like, whatever, (laughs) who gives a shit? That's cool. If you have any, I'll buy one of those t-shirts. I like it. It's uh, it's all through online. Cool. I'll (laughs) buy one. I love shit like that, man. I got a whole thing over here of like other t-shirts I've gotten for just people that have come on. I just, I don't know. I dig shit. Like it's like memorabilia for me. Well, and that's like, I, I was just talking to a buddy about it the other night. Like I signed, I lived with a guy who like worked at a screen printing place. So before I was like, before I had five minutes, I had t-shirts and like, <laughs> and it like, yes, it's like a stupid thing and it's funny now, but like when I see people do it too early, it's just like, you fucking moron. And it's like, but I can like do that because I did it. And, like, Chris Clem, who's, like, a local guy, he, uh, he, like, gave me shit about it, like, instantly. And it's, like, one of those, and I know that it's gone, like, sideways on other people where they're, like, well, this guy is just being mean. It's, like, no, he's, like, trying to help you in his own way of, like, hey, stupid, maybe, like, get good at comedy before you start trying to, like, sell t-shirts. So I've still got, like, a backpack full of, like, dumb shit t-shirts that, like, were a bad idea. I lived with, like, a screen printer. I got it done for, like, 200 bucks. Like, I've spent $200 on worse stuff, but now I've got, like, a backpack full of just, like, <laughs> smalls and mediums, like, <laughs> that nobody wants to buy. And it's just, like, whatever. It's part of, like, the fun game, but, yeah. like, that's why I do it all online now, just because, like, I don't have to carry inventory and, like, I make, like, $2 off of a t-shirt, but it's just, like, to me, it's, like, advertising. I don't yeah. give a shit. No, it's, it's fun. You say that, like, about, you know, jokingly being like maybe you should get good at comedy before you have merch and then we were talking about kind of like the production of podcasts because that's kind of like a thing now where the um i don't know like you can have like i see it all the time i I used to be kind of on the fence about these things and now i I do get driven more toward the content because i see super well produced video podcasts Mm -hmm. and then they start and i'm like 
Fuck, if you guys mention High Quality Man one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Well, that's like, I mean, like really well it. done, but like that, then they start talking like, cool. oh, man, it looks yeah. nice, but this is dumb. Yeah, you spend a bunch of money just for nothing. Yeah. And that's even like the same thing with like Instagram reels for like comics. And it was like a not an argument, but a conversation I got into with Tyler on the road of like, there's people who spend money to like have like their dumb shit like crowd work like filmed professionally so like they'll have like two different camera angles and like edit it and make sure that it's like all right you have all this time and you have the money to do that i don't give a fuck about that part if something happens while i'm recording that's funny that's when i'll clip it up and i'll throw it up i'm not like performing for instagram reels like i'm performing for the people in that room or for like posterity or like there's a reason and like obviously i put jokes up and i do that because it's part of the game but it's like I'm going to put up, like, things that are, like, the Brian bringing me on stage is the only white person. That just, like, happened organically. That's funny. funny. Yeah. Like, that's what you put out. Like, the people who just, and Kyle Kinane had, like, a very good reel uh, recently where he was like, all right, I got to make a reel. Who's got something to say? Content, con like, just, like, going <laughs> off. And, of course, like, the irony is that he made it a clip and did it. But it was yeah. just, like, a very, like, pertinent, like, you're spending all this time looking for clips instead of, like, writing good jokes. I understand the benefit of it for sure. I think, and I, I bring that up too, especially in relation to comedy, because I was going to kind of segue into the reels and you yeah. did it for me. So thank you. But the, I've honestly, from what I've seen, it's hurting more people than it's helping them because they're putting ones out there. Production's good, everything. And then you're listening. And if anything, the production's making it harder because now we can clearly hear the, like something that, we don't find all that entertaining. So it's, yeah. So I have like a kind of a jaded view of it, but like that was, a, so when I started, that's when like people just first started putting shit out on YouTube. Yeah. Like they would put like their whole five minute set out there and be like, if, since you couldn't come, here's my five minutes. And it's like, you only have five minutes. So if somebody comes and sees you, they're going to see exactly what you just put out. And like, Oh yeah. yeah and like, yeah, so yeah. I didn't put shit out for a while. And like, cause I wanted to, like, I wanted to have like 10 good minutes. Cause if I put five online, I want to at least have another five that people haven't seen. Um, just cause whatever, like, I don't want them to be like, well, this is the same shit. Um, but I've worked with people who, what they'll do is like the feature has like all of the recording shit, taps it into the board, uh, mics the crowd all that other stuff and like films it and then what they'll do is they like let's say it's a crowd work thing that like online has a bunch of laughs on it but like in the room it didn't get that reception people are like piping laughs from the show into these reels so like half of them are just like fake situations that like they aren't burning like material and like, they're like, well, this is funny enough to put online, throw a laugh track on it. Let's go. So half of it's fake anyways, which like fine, whatever you're keep making money. But for other people to try, like you see people showing up with like fucking DSLR cameras and like trying to like get like a really good microphone to like get the crowd. And it's like, bro, you're, it's a fucking, you're doing a seven minute spot. Like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Like get good. No, I, and again, that that's kind of why I want to talk because I do think that a lot of them has actually kind of given me a negative view of some mm -hmm. of the performers that I've seen because I've seen people put seven minute sets on YouTube where there's either no one in the crowd or mm -hmm. no one's laughing. And I'm like, regardless of what I think, that outside atmosphere influence is influencing how I'm taking mm -hmm. in the jokes, too. And I'm like, fuck, maybe I'd, 
even if I thought it was funny, no one else did. This isn't good. And yeah. I, I think and that whether I want that influence to impact me or not, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do that. So, like, I have one TikTok of, like, a joke that, like, I told it very well but, like, didn't get a crowd reception. And I, like, threw it on TikTok. Who gives a fuck? It was, like, somebody w- – I will film my stuff, but like usually it's like people already have a camera set up and then they send you the tape. That's when I'll like edit it out. Um, But it's also like, okay, had the tape of it. I told it really well. I still think it'd be funny online. So I threw it up there and like two or three of the comments are like, this is actually a very funny joke. I don't know why the crowd didn't like it. And it's like, that's like, I will put up. Because people just put up content. They'll just throw... Like, that's what my podcast is for. I'll throw shit at a wall on my stupid podcast because I'm controlling it. But, like, a video of me doing the thing that I like to do and want to get paid money to do, and I'm just throwing up some bullshit up there? No, I don't have that. Like, there's got to be a quality control. Like, I will put most of my clips that I have out there as, like, high-quality, good jokes that I'll still tell. Like, I'll still tell it. Who gives a shit? But, like... I'm not just going to throw, like, crowd work up there unless, like, it just happens or, like, something crazy happens. Like, I'm not – and I'm not hunting for it either because that, like, diminishes, like, that act to get, like, Instagram likes that, like, may sometime work into, like, getting fans or, like, getting booked at places. But, like, I don't know. I have more people, like, when I do a show – and like they'll come up and they'll be like, oh, they should have given you more time. Well, right, cool. Follow me on who is Ray Roberts and fucking like my stuff, share my stuff, call the fucking club, tell them. Like that's like a personal thing where like, cool, I got like twelve thousand views on something. I gained zero followers from it, and like somebody went on with their stupid day. Like yeah, yeah. got a reach. Twelve thousand people saw that wouldn't see it. That's fun. I get my dopamine hit from it, but it literally means nothing. I see a ton of shit throughout the day that I don't remember. Yeah. I see things that I like that I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what? A, so, like, I'm going to spend my afternoon editing this down to a minute and a half with, like, jump cuts and shit just to get, like, okay, cool. It's got 15,000 views. So what? Is it selling more tickets? No. Because I'm not fucking, like, people like what they like. If, like, and I worked with, like, Dustin Nickerson. He opens for Taylor Tomlinson. He's getting fans like because they go to his show or go to her show, see him do well. And they're like, okay, I'll see him next time he comes. Yeah. Like, of course, he's got an online profile and all like got like a presence and all that good stuff. But nobody's like, and unless you're like a TikToker or like a YouTuber or whatever. Sure. That's going to prove me completely wrong. But nobody's like, I saw your reel and I was going to like, do you know what? I want to see in an hour of that one video. Like, I've never heard it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I I can argue because I feel like I've seen it in real time happen. For like I've seen comics. There's one in particular. I do not remember this person's name. I wouldn't say it either way. Yeah. But um, I looked at that person's page, their Instagram page. They have like three hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. and I was somewhat blown away because I'm like, really? That's crazy. But again, and and I know it's all subjective and, and, and preference, but I was like, I don't get that at all. Yeah. Because then I'm thinking about that one person I saw in New York who has mm-hmm. 20,000. I'm thinking about the people that I see here in Cleveland that are much, much funnier. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of things that kind of have to align for that to happen, but I, I, but that was also a person that I saw video after video after mm-hmm. video of. And even though I wasn't into it, 
it did work with some people. I don't know, man. It, I want to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. I don't want to be a video editor. I don't want to be a social media star. Like, I, I'm not ignorant to the fact that's that... A, that's actually a good way to put you it. You know, like, I, I'm not ignorant to the fact that it's a very important part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put clips up. You have to. I'm going to put pictures up. You have to. It's part of the job. And yes, maybe I should take it a little bit more seriously, but, like... I also don't want to spend so much time making a turd, like polishing a turd to like get somebody to maybe come see me live. I yeah. want to like make sure that my shit is good when they see me live. So then I can like sell my stupid pin and like, Hey, follow me on Instagram. Like then you can see some of these clips and like, then I have a cache of like shit that they can see. I have the stupid podcast that if they really like me, they can listen to it and like get involved with that. But like, I'm winning them, like, the comedy's gotta be good, and I see so many people trying to, like, make online, it's buying t-shirts before you have five fucking minutes, like, they're trying to get social media famous before writing jokes. That's the best way to put it, I, I yeah. think, the, the best, to my, to my experience with that, your response, I think, was, is being a comic versus being, it's almost like being an Instagram model, it's yeah. like, yeah, you're a, a model, because you're taking pictures of yourself on a page you created yourself, it's it's kind of the same thing. I I think more Instagram famous is more is probably. And a if you want to be Instagram famous, go for fine. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and I've seen people. Um, Morgan Gallo. She's a comedian out of Florida. I met her at, excuse me, uh, Rubber City Comedy Festival. She's a good looking young woman. She has like an OnlyFans. She like will put shit up on like Instagram and like she does clips and is really doing it. But like she's also funny in person. Like you have to back that shit up. Or, like, there's so many people who, like, you'll go see them. People, like, TikTokers headlining comedy clubs. Yeah. Which, fine. Like, whatever. They're selling tickets. That's the comedy club's job is to make money. But they're not going to be back. Like, half those people aren't going to be back next time. Because they saw them and were like, oh, their videos are better than them live. Where half the time they're like, well, I just, I got to go see fucking JP Sears or whoever the fuck. Like, they're excited just to go see that person. But, like, they'll see, like, the feature crush. And then, like, the headliner will go up, and they'll just be like, ugh, what? A, like, yeah. And I, then they won't come back the next I've time. I've seen that one, particularly, like, the the, the TikTok, YouTube, mm-hmm. famous people didn't try to do tour. I, I We saw that years ago when uh at, when Charlie Sheen was at the height of his popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then went on this, like, this, like, arena tour, mm-hmm. and, like, by the second show, people were like, this shit is dumb. Yeah. He's, he can't, he doesn't know how to, pre- he just goes up there and tells a story about a blow and a hooker. We're like, yeah, yeah man, we know you did that. Yeah. What are you going to do for the next 50 minutes? <laughs> and it ended up being like a really bad idea. Yeah. But he was just trying to capitalize on his popularity. And they were selling. Which, God bless them. They were selling Stormy out. Daniels was doing comedy clubs for a hot second. Yeah. Like, God bless her. Take your money. Get it. I'm not pissed that the comedy club's doing it. Because guess what? Got to get asses and seats, man. They're not taking my weekend. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's 50. And it's just so funny. Like, when people get pissed about it, it's like, there's always going to be clowns. There's always going to be somebody taking a spot you think you deserve. Yeah. But there's 52 weeks in a year. Do you think one of those 52 spots was yours that you were going to get that Stormy Daniels got? Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. Like Actually, even more. Yeah. Three days in a weekend. Well, Three days in a weekend, seven to nine show. Well, but Tonight. like they book a, a week out. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're I just like, mean, yeah. But it's like, okay, cool. Like you thought that you were going to headline that weekend. You can't even fucking, you don't even get booked on showcases. Yeah. What do you give a fuck? Hey, it's a grind, man. You, it is. You're, you've chosen a very... Very difficult grind, but well, that's the fun part about I know, it. It's right? a puzzle you'll never <laughs> fix. Like <laughs> it's a Rubik's cube with yes. no end. <laughs> yeah, forever. So what? Uh, what do you? Uh, what do you got coming up? 
Um, so you said about three weeks from now. Um, I don't know if you're into, uh, you can send me schedules, so I'll put them out there. Even if, even if the census won't be up. No. Yeah. It's cool. Um, my June is pretty shitty, uh, but that's fine. Uh, I have a few good shows. Like I run a show in Milwaukee. Um, I'm doing some stuff in the UP of Michigan. Um, going to a follow boy concert in July. (laughs) Um, that's huge now, man. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, like it's starting to get like, uh, fall to me is like comedy season. Um, so we're like looking out that far. Um, but nothing too huge recording this special this weekend. But after that, it's just like back to my own little grind thing. And I'm seeing a lot of the, uh, the recording special. I I think it's a good, I I went to Raj's when he did his Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. He did so well. I was so impressed. I, I, I kind of like what you said. Like if you're gonna go through it, you got to back it up. I mean, yeah. he backed it up. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. That's an option for Ross Crush. Very yeah. funny person. Very very funny guy. Very funny guy. Um, well that's cool. Yeah. Send me some schedule. I'll blast out your schedules that you got uh, yeah. on stories.com. Everything's through there. I actually try to keep it updated, um, as much as I can. Like anytime I get a new day, like. I'm just I have my like administrative days because yeah. like I have ADHD and I hate sending emails and fucking doing <laughs> clerical shit. Yeah. So like I'll just like knock it out in like one day and it'll be like updated. But yeah, it's who is Ray Roberts on everything. So well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming, yeah. man. Dude, I appreciate this. Good. I'm really, I hope you had fun. Uh, so yeah, everyone, please check out who is Ray Roberts. Um, uh, Cleveland this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be out in time. Cuyahoga Falls. <laughs> Cuyahoga <laughs> Falls. If you can go back in time and see him in yeah, Cuyahoga yeah, yeah. Falls three weeks ago. Um, but that's it, man. Again, I appreciate you coming. Yeah. Safe travels. Enjoy the rest of your tour, buddy. Thank you. All right.